Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. One of my favorite people to talk to you about all things money and finance and business is Cody Willard. You know him from his work with Fox Business, with CNBC, his uh, newsletter, tradingwithcody.com, which is one of my favorite and favorites, and uh, his work with his hedge fund, uh, which uh, is phenomenal. And, and really, is one of the most, um, I think, one of the most holistic events, uh, investors that at the same time really is well steeped in all things that are novel. Uh, because let's face it, this economy is driven a lot by that, which is new and novel. And, and uh, Cody, love having you on the program. Uh, make sure you check out his website, tradingwithcody.com. Glad to have you with us. Well, I was thinking recently, in fact, about the fact that, you know, I kind of routinely had a, a, a number of people, including you, where we talked about uh, crypto quite a bit. And in the last six months or so, it simply hasn't happened. And if you look out there, that outside of crypto websites and news sites, um, there's a dearth of information out there. there it's just like, and we're not talking about that right now. Unless <laughs> it's FTX, right? Unless it's Sam going to jail for life, uh, potentially. There's not a whole lot of talk. Well, you know, it's funny that, first of all, thanks for the great and kind intro. I actually loved the way you called me a holistic uh, approach to this. I think that's a... Uh, I'm going to need to uh, steal that term and use it to, when I describe myself some at some point, and maybe and I'll talk, might even do a newsletter for my readers just about how we should be holistic when we approach investing. Um, yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. you know the best. The, the, well, it's an interesting way, way of wording it. Um, and I look the best time to talk about and usually to invest in something is when nobody else wants to talk about it or even invest in it or much less, you know, think about it. Um, the, the big news, of course, look, just to establish some of my credentials, I guess, I've been in Bitcoin and my trading with Cody subscribers have seen me talking and writing it and writing about it since 2013 at $100 when Bitcoin was back at 100 bucks. I still own Bitcoin. I own it in my hedge fund, which I launched in 2019. So my cost basis is much higher than $100 there. But I, I often say that all currency roads lead to Bitcoin. Um, but, yeah, the big news right now that we should probably at least discuss in passing is the SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, and, and uh, his FTX, um, formerly high-flying bro crypto brokerage that everyone from Tom Brady to Larry David was pitching to us at a Super Bowl two years ago. And... Um, putting in a top in crypto at the time, of course. And Bank Sam Bankman Freed, SBF for short, is probably going to prison. Um, I think he'll get 30 to 35 years. I don't think he'll get a life in prison. And frankly, I think 30 to 35 might be a little too much. <laughs> um, but uh, even his, uh, his cohorts and the lady who ran his hedge, uh, his hedge fund, he didn't just have a brokerage. They had a hedge fund also called Alameda. And the hedge fund was basically pilfering, stealing the customer funds of the brokerage firm and couldn't pay it all back. And that's what, it, what sort of started the whole thing coming undone. And she's probably going to get five years in prison, even though she is, um, you know, flipped and working with the government on it. Um, they both deserve prison. They both deserve time. Um, 
And, you know, I'd say 20 to 25 for Sam Bainsman Freed is probably more appropriate than 30 to 35, but they're going to make a, an example out of him, and probably rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very, very sad to watch. It's kind of interesting because I've interviewed several people who are, uh, you know, well-versed in this area. They, they work even exclusively in, their, in uh, this area, and there's very few of any I've heard that uh, liked someone more than Sam uh, in the crypto space. I mean, he was really well-liked. And, you know, when you look at him and you see the narrative, you know, it, it, he seems more like a buffoon than nefarious. <laughs> I, I think I he was nefarious. Very, I, I think, well, I think he was nefarious, too. I, he was buffoonery, yeah. but he was, he was nefariously buffoonery. Full of various, <laughs> I don't know what the right word is. but He was nefarious, he was nefarious, nefarious. in his buffoonery. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. Thanks for phrasing that correctly for me. And yeah, that's like he he did stuff that were was totally unethical, totally wrong. He knew he was doing stuff that was wrong, but he also just sort of seemed to like you read some of the excerpts from Michael Lewis's book covering it. I haven't read the book, I probably won't, but I have read several excerpts and like when you read it you're and and you read about at very early on when they were not up in the billions, but they were in the tens of millions and they had tried to do a trade on on a currency a cryptocurrency called Ripple. And they'd sent it somewhere, and $4 million went missing. They couldn't find $4 million of their cryptocurrency, which was like almost, I don't know, 5 or 10% of their entire fund. And he was like, nah, it'll work out. We'll find it. Nah, it'll work out. And eventually they did, but it took like four or five weeks, and they just happened to randomly call someone that, that actually did. When they finally found it, it was like in a South Korean brokerage or something, and the people that they got on the phone were like, oh, they finally found us. We wondered whose ripple this $4 million ripple went to. Like, that's buffoonery. But it's also nefarious. Like, it's bad. They shouldn't be doing that. Like, he should go to jail for this. And what's interesting about that is it probably made him emboldened that he could make mistakes, but somehow they would work out. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, probably so, Kevin. Yeah, but look, yeah, I love psychoanalyzing psycho- people, although I think I need work on myself. But that's <laughs> what I get from that. You know, it's like uh, that behavior was uh, really reinforced as a result of that. So, um, yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, obviously, he deserved years. Um, we're talking about a life sentence, really, almost, uh, because life in prison is tough of 30 to 40 years, or 30 to 35, or whatever that ends up being. Um, that that uh, that's a tough sentence, and and really, that my I think for the average public who was really enamored with uh, Bitcoin as it was in the '60s at one point, it's, about, uh, it's less than half than what it was at that high point, uh, around 30, I guess, 28, somewhere in that, that neighborhood. And by the way, say, finish that. It's it was in, it was like at 66,000, and now it's at 28,000. Just so yeah. we're clear on that yeah 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 I'm, I'm just guessing remembering from memory uh which isn't a really good idea according to my wife but uh <laughs> i uh you know i look i look at that situation and it's like one of the reasons why was that there was a huge narrative that went on constantly of uh exciting stories dramatic stories a few bad stories which is the case with any investing uh but overall wow look at this yeah, you don't hear that at all. I, the only thing that the mainstream listener, the general public, hears is FTX. That's pretty much it these days. Yeah. Well, that's right. And so let's 
Look, for, you know, the last four or five years, I've been saying that 99, more than 99% of all the crypto, there's about 22,000 cryptocurrencies out there. And the 21,900 of those are fraudulent, silly, and or stupid, or, or sometimes all three at once. And you should stay away from almost all of it. You're going to lose, people have lost 99% of their money on most of those cryptocurrencies. And if you buy it right now, you're probably still going to lose another 99% on most of those. They're going to zero. They won't even be around in five, five years, much less probably two or three years. Um, but there are good cryptos. It's not that they're all um, bad. They're not all wrong. Bitcoin itself, I think, has reached critical mass. I think it's proven itself. It's um, as a holder of value, it's much like gold, uh, you know. And um, the the fiat currency, the you know, the United States has always been the cleanest shirt in the fiat laundry, fiat currency laundry, and it still is. Um, but even in the U.S., you know, we are all aware of the government printing money fiscal monetary policies devaluing our currency and having motivation to continue doing so and if you're in i don't know afghanistan or iraq or argentina like some if you're in most other places you've over your lifetime have seen you know rampant hyper super inflation over and over cycle through your economy and destroying your savings. And, you know, those places still are worried about that type of stuff, and rightly so. And even in the U.S., we've experienced not quite hyperinflation, but we've had real bad inflation for years, the last two or yeah. three years now. And even when it was not bad, it's still devaluing your currency 2 to 3% every year, and that is the stated goal of the Federal Reserve and the Republican-Democrat regime. And so, look, there's a there is a, a place in your in your life for cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, and, and to be clear, the real goal of the of the Fed is to keep whoever's elected to keep on getting elected. And these people are up every two, four, and six years, depending on their office. And uh, and so they could care less about long term implications. That's how you get a thirty two trillion dollar debt. Well, and, 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 and the other thing I tell people is the Federal Reserve is factually owned by the banks, the giant banks themselves, and their motivation is to do whatever the banks want them to do. Yes. Yeah, and we wrote a, a story at uh, priceofbusiness.com about, uh, about that cozy relationship. You know, there is a, a list of uh, banks, institutions rather, that cannot fail. Remember when they had to sort through that back when, <laughs> back in 2008 and 2009? They actually created a list. These, these institutions can't fail. Almost all of them are the big banks that are in direct correlation or in relation with the Federal Reserve. It's, it's so obviously nefarious. And when we talk like that, you know, we sound like uh, conspiracy types. It's really not a conspiracy. It's right there in the open print. That's right, 100%. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, you guys, you and I, man, we're just like weirdos in this world that the weirdos have created. But uh... <laughs> you know, I used to be proud to be a conspiracy theorist, but at this point, it's so mainstream, and like I think most of the conspiracy theories out there are nonsense and crazy. But you know, some of them are right in front of you, and and the biggest ones are right in front of you and very real. And the Federal Reserve and the and and the banks themselves are 
factually together. So that's that's all roads lead to Bitcoin. All currency roads lead to Bitcoin eventually. Yeah, people are looking for a more viable alternative. And I think, you know, people are like, oh, boy, the last year has been terrible for Bitcoin. Well, sure, it's not the one they're going to run victory laps around. But people, I think, fail to see the, 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 its, its durability, its abilities to uh, survive. It's, uh, you know, the fact that uh, it has been resilient. Uh, you know, uh, at $28,000, that's nothing to sneeze at. And, uh, I, you know, I think there's that. You, you, you can't tell how strong something is until it's been tested. And I think uh, it's been a good test for Bitcoin and one in which they've done well with. That's, and, look, I'm not sitting here saying that Bitcoin's a screaming buy at this particular moment at this particular level. I don't know. I mean, Bitcoin could go to $15,000. It could go to $10,000. I don't think it's going a whole lot lower than that. But. You know, in my lifetime, I also think it will be a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe even up close to a million dollars per Bitcoin at some point in, say, 40 or 50 years or something. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I do think Bitcoin is an important development in our economy and, and in our society. And the world will be a better place because it's a transparent, trustless currency. And that's a better thing than, a, a you know, transparency is always a, the best disinfectant. So shine the light. So, so we've done a good historical defense of Bitcoin, and we've done a good job of pointing out a big problem uh, called FDX. Kind of give us an update of what you're seeing that, that as someone who's much more connected to the stories of Bitcoin than I am, that are, are something that uh, you're hopeful about or positive about. You know, I, I guess just I sort of would stick with this overall writing theme that we're hitting on that if, if you the, the thing about Bitcoin and, and the promise of cryptocurrency and again, look, 99 percent of that stuff, more than 99 percent of that cryptocurrency out there is silly, stupid and fraudulent. But the, the Bitcoin did from the beginning did not have founder tokens. The, the Bitcoin is, um, you know, it, it's. Because it's transparent, and what I mean by trustless is that blockchain concept uh, that you can, you know, like the Federal Reserve's job is to say, hey, this money went there and to balance the ledger. It's a ledger in the, in the end, and that's what Bitcoin's blockchain is. It balances the ledger, but it's all trustless. Everybody can see it, and it's transparent. And so, you know, the pro the, the good thing about all of this is that it's in the end, it's really hard to steal Bitcoin and then ever use it. And that's yet another positive to it. And, you know, I guess that's just sort of it. I, the, 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 the bad news is that there are a lot of, you know, charlatans and crooks out there in cryptocurrency and probably just need to stay away from most of them. Yeah, absolutely. Cody Willer, tradingwithcody.com. Always love having you on the program. I encourage you. I get, again, when you've been in talk radio for a long, long time, <laughs> my, this show, this is not my first show, my first rodeo. This show is over two decades long. Uh, I get deluge with free newsletters, and I don't read more than two or three of them with any consistency. And I read yours religiously. And I love your newsletter and, and strongly encourage people to check it out, tradingwithcody.com. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more after this.